स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन टू बायार्टीमार्ट टूडे We speak with Nishant on who should consider creating a trust, what are the factors to consider while creating one, and lots more. Let's hear it from Nishant. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi, Nishant. Welcome to this episode of Why Not Mint Money. Hey Malik how are you glad to be here I'm doing good Nishant how are you Doing very well thank you so much Yeah so Nishant uh, first things first uh when we talk about trust I'd like to understand you know what are some of the common reasons for why people uh, create trust Sure I think in a family the need for trust arises from many reasons uh mm-hmm. if you have to highlight some of the key factors where people go for trust it can range from the primary reason or primary uh, concerns in people's mind is to plan around taxes so okay. the reason for tax planning outside india where there is estate tax and wealth tax right. people to transfer their assets to a trust so that on their demise uh, the the asset does not get any taxation before it goes to the next generation this is the case uh, which is there outside india not mm-hmm. relevant india for indian residents because as you know india does not have an inheritance or an estate tax yet while there are some murmurs and talks that it might be introduced in future as of now this is not the main criteria right the reason why people go for trust is also to take care of the family members who may not be able to manage finances and take the decisions on their own okay. something like a disabled child or a special child needs and they want to leave an interest their trusted ones to take care of the kids after they are gone that's the second okay. reason Okay. For transformation can also be for asset protection. A lot of mm-hmm. business owners who have taken loans for the companies and have given personal guarantees want to create a pot of wealth outside those domain of bank personal guarantees and bank guarantees, so that they don't infringe upon in case of something goes wrong with the business. So there are special kind of trust called bankruptcy protection or asset protection trust, and mm-hmm. they would serve the purpose of. keeping family uh, safe with any eventuality if personal guarantees are to yoke or business goes through a downturn there are certain caveats and this has to be thought through with a right intention okay. uh, by by that i mean that after you have taken loan and given personal guarantees mm-hmm. you cannot create the trust around the time when you are looking to have headwinds or you're facing default okay. because if you give personal guarantees and then create a trust after you face headwind mm-hmm. this can be contested in court and trust assets can be trust can be unwounded and the assets can be used for settlement of your dues however in good times in normal times if you keep mm-hmm. a part of your personal assets outside your personal name under a trust then you borrow loan in regular times and in normal business like practices those trust assets 
are what we call ring fenced or will be protected in case the business goes through a downturn or your personal liabilities are stretched and a bank comes looking for your personal guarantees okay got it yeah a couple of other reasons molik i would like to highlight for trust uh, apart from bankruptcy uh, special child or estate tax is also an important point for a very well spread for spread out families especially okay. when there are multiple members in the family a mm-hmm. uh, trust can serve two very important points one is about an umbrella structure which consolidates investments which are otherwise sta- uh, kind of staggered over multiple names in fragmented pieces Okay. so rather than making investment in the name of husband wife uh, brother sister parents huf you can put them all under one umbrella mm-hmm. and then consolidate it under one holding structure which is let's say a trust so consolidation is also an important point and okay. and the and the last and most important reason why people will make the trust i have kept it for last purposely is about inheritance <laughs> and succession planning okay um, while there is a very common belief that this inheritance and succession planning can happen through wills as well right trust, trust actually adds one additional advantage over wills and that is about also having some of this succession or transfer of assets not necessarily on your demise but can be controlled post your demise as well in the manner you have laid out in the trust you know so okay let's say if you want to give and i'll give you a very simple example uh, let's say you okay. want to give 100% of your assets to your child only child mm-hmm. but on your demise the child is a minor okay or the child is somebody who is not yet independent or mature enough to take care of a large pot of wealth which he may inherit right in which case you can put those assets on the trust specify mm-hmm. certain milestones on which these assets will be given to the child these milestones can be based on certain life stage events or on mm-hmm. particular age or depending on whichever manner the trustee finds suitable to be given to the child so in in some geographies or in some countries trust is also called in in a, in a little more jovial way as ruling from the grave you know <laughs> So that's a good way to given and let that asset kind of uh, move out immediately but you have controlled even after your demise and have a little more delayed distribution okay got it basically you're saying that with a trust you have all these other ways in which you can specify how the asset will pass on after your death whereas yeah. a will may not be able to you know uh, be that comprehensive as a trust yes so two big big differences one like mm-hmm. i mentioned is that will is at a point of time and the distribution happens as soon as the person's death uh, and whatever is mentioned in the will the money gets distributed or the asset gets distributed as per the will after Got which it. there is no control there is no uh, uh, actions to be taken whereas in trust you can decide even 20 years 50 years after your demise the wealth can still be in the trust and not be distributed entirely to its beneficiaries that's one advantage okay the second is also that trust remains fairly private and confidential okay whereas in the will post your demise you have to go through a process called probate right in which case uh, you have to take the permission of the uh, of the courts and then if anyone has any objection to the probate uh, on the way in which the will has been drafted can come up and claim uh, or put some spanner in the works okay Mm-hmm. whereas in trust it is a pretty private document and money was not yours technically please understand the purpose of trust is 
that it removes the ownership of assets from the settlor or individuals mm-hmm. and transfer it to a separate entity got it yeah mm-hmm. so the asset goes to someone uh, else in this case a trust and hence on your demise no action is triggered because this was not your asset any which way ah uh, okay got it so basically with the trust that whole process of passing on your wealth is like fast smoother and maybe more convenient for the heirs because they won't have to absolutely. go through the court hassles absolutely the probate is not required publicly disclosing all family assets are not required the mm-hmm. risk of someone coming i mean contesting that will is also not required right so all hassles get uh, avoided if there is a trust versus a will okay got it like you highlighted all these different reasons for why people create a trust now my understanding is that you know there are these two kinds of trust revocable and irrevocable and also discretionary and non discretionary so uh, like if we take maybe two examples so when you are creating a trust for the purpose of succession and mm-hmm. say another is where you are creating a trust for the purpose of ring fencing your assets uh, right. given these two purposes what is the kind of trust that one would uh, then typically uh, set up would it be revocable or irrevocable say for example so for asset protection and bankruptcy remote uh, nature of the trust you mm-hmm. want to establish an absolute arms length uh to those assets which have been transferred to the trust right a revocable trust would mean that you still have the power to cancel the trust and pull that assets back under your name that's right so just imagine if you have a revocable trust and you have become bankrupt uh, and you need to kind of pay certain dues to lenders mm-hmm. and you have the powers to pull those assets from the trust then those trust will not stand the test of bankruptcy remoteness Okay, because basically, the lender and the court will force you to pull those assets out and pay your dues. Okay, because essentially it's a revocable trust, so you still have control over you know changing things within it. So the court Absolutely. may actually expect you to pull out things from there and you know pay your dues. Absolutely. So it's a reversible trust, or the asset mm-hmm. which has been settled in the trust can be pulled out, and right. hence it is not necessarily bankruptcy remote. Okay, got it. and uh, what about like when you are thinking about you know passing on your assets like for the purpose of succession uh so pr- purpose of succession both can serve the purpose well revocable or irrevocable mm-hmm. but then there are various other domains required around taxes and jurisdictions where your beneficiaries are and some of those factors will be case specific and dependent on that okay but uh, could you like just run us through you know what are the basic steps involved in setting up a trust so there are a couple of factors which a person should consider uh, before getting into creating a trust uh, the okay. first like we said is the whole reason and purpose behind the thought of creating a trust second is uh, to have a very clear goals and objectives and what we call letter of wishes to say who you would like to be the beneficiary and in mm-hmm. what format and order should the beneficiary benefit from the trust distributions and assets right okay which should involve things like during your lifetime would you like to be the beneficiary as well and what happens post your demise mm-hmm. uh it should also specify whether the beneficiaries will be entitled for income from the assets of the trust or at some point they should also get distributions out of the assets of the trust second is the list of beneficiaries nature of distribution and the percentages of distributions between each beneficiary okay right? third and most important point uh, for the trust would be who do you trust after you mm-hmm. to take care of the interest of beneficiaries who will be as dispassionate who will be very impartial 
and who can be your well wisher to take the role of your own self after mm-hmm. you are not there for the yeah. benefit of each of these beneficiaries mm-hmm. now that brings out two uh, uh, options you can either choose a trustee who is a known person and an individual someone from the family member and or someone from your friend circle and the second option is you can choose a company to act as your trustee what is called as corporate trustees okay uh, so now in the context of immovable assets so basically property so when you are uh, my understanding is when you are transferring a property to a trust uh, it's basically the property is going to be registered in the name of the trust so right. uh, any such transaction will involve you know payment of stamp duty absolutely so there is you know a certain amount of cost involved here so uh, one is that true and two if that is the case do a lot of people not transfer their uh, you know properties to the trust no so that's a very valid point and a big concern for people with heavy real estate exposure uh, mm-hmm. direct real estate or physical properties because the cost of stamp duty can be between 5 to 7% of the asset okay. and uh, typically people would not start by transferring physical real estate also inside the trust so it okay. is best advice to keep that outside and mm-hmm. do the succession for that through the will instead of through the trust because then it will save some stamp duty which can be incurred when you settle it in the trust so then apart from the stamp duty uh, nishant like when you are setting up a trust what are like you know the typical expenses uh, that one may have to incur in this whole uh, process of creating a trust well the expenses are normally uh, in terms of setting up the trust there are two kinds of expenses one is uh, the upfront one time expense and then there are recurring expenses okay the upfront expenses it's basically the lawyers or the trust company consulting charges for drafting the trust deed mm-hmm. the kind of an advisory work with the family to understand their requirement and make a watertight trust document mm-hmm. so that the whole purpose is achieved and there are no loopholes in it so the whole okay. legal drafting advisory and registration of this trust deed is what it entails as a one time cost okay uh, on an ongoing basis primarily there are two kinds of cost if you have a corporate trustee they will charge mm-hmm. a percentage of assets held under the trust as their maintenance or annual management fee mm-hmm. and there will be some incidental charges around filing of trust accounts auditing of books and so on and so forth okay a very very basic uh, small nuclear family kind of a trust should mm-hmm. take a few lakhs maybe 4 to 8 lakh rupees base minimum fee by a corporate okay. trustee to set that up uh, uh, it depends then then it depends on complexity complexity mm-hmm. could be uh, tax related complexities could be number of entities related mm-hmm. complexities can be how many transactions in a year will happen inside the trust and what kind of active monitoring is required uh, mm-hmm. are there any kind of regulatory compliance which has to be done on an ongoing basis like uh, sebi filing or rbi filing if there are companies being held under the trust okay in fact uh, this is something i should have asked earlier so i just suddenly remembered um so you know we talked a lot about these different objectives for which trusts are set up now um is it possible also to look at the creation of a trust from say the point of view of the net worth so um if you know based on your experience what is typically the net worth that people have at which stage you know they start thinking about creating a trust so you know they don't have any special requirements but they just want to consolidate their assets and put it in a trust very roughly speaking uh, i would say 
around 100 odd crores okay can be a good number to establish as a base while it is not a regulatory number or cast in stone number right less than 100 crores unless there are very specific requirement case in point being a special child you can create a trust for 10 crores also right so then the purpose is more important than the size and cost correct but in a mm-hmm. in a routine case if if typical cost is around 25 odd lakhs uh, every year to run the trust or 20 odd lakhs to run a trust you don't want more than 0.1 or 0.2 or 0.3% of your total assets to be incurring as cost so right. 100 comes as a number uh, if you incur 0.2% on 100 crores that comes to around 20 lakhs a year for maintenance of trust yeah that that kind of makes sense in fact now coming to the last question and also a very important question uh you know uh, when we talk about taxation of trust so once assets have been transferred to a trust now a lot of these assets will also be income generating assets so um, who is like you know liable to pay the tax on the income that these assets are generating or if the trust basically sells off one of these assets and there is a capital gain uh then uh, which like so is it the settler or is it the beneficiary or the trustee who who's going to be in uh, charge of paying the tax if any sure no so uh, there are clearly two distinctions about taxation revocable or irrevocable trust okay so in case of revocable trust because the transfer is revocable right. and it can be uh, redone or retransfer can happen any time mhm so in the such cases the trust structure is not considered and the income is taxed in the hands of the settlor okay so that so in revocable trust the settlor pays the taxes of all mm-hmm. nature uh, whether it is uh, on income or whether it is on capital gains uh, through the settlor okay okay so it's basically like the settlor's income as it was before the trust was created and if it's a irrevocable trust the the taxation is at the trust level and all the distributions are net of uh taxes the tax gets paid by the trustee as mm-hmm. representative assessee of the trust okay so basically uh it's the proceeds from the trust itself which will be used for paying the tax the trustee is just that's doing it on behalf of the trust that's right okay got it understood nishant um so nishan that's about it uh thanks very much for sharing your information and uh, you know taking out the time to talk to us so thanks a lot for your time no oh, pleasure malik uh, nice talking to you thank you so listeners that's it for now thanks for tuning in if you have any personal finance questions you can email them to us at mintmoney@livemint.com or you can reach out to me on twitter my twitter handle is at @molik_madhu that is M A U L I K underscore M A D H U. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.